Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to episode number five of the Familypreneur Podcast. I'm Meg Brunson, and today I'm excited to welcome Kat Stancic to the show. There is no such thing as a mission impossible to Kat Stancic, who is known for her tough love approach that gets clients into focused action so that they can get out of overwhelm and create big results with significantly less effort. So she works with high-achieving entrepreneurs who want to stop focusing on the glorified six- and seven-figure marks and finally enjoy a profitable, balanced business. Kat does this by leveraging her proprietary system to simplify, strategize, and systematize to an entirely new level. Kat is the founder of Action Incubator, a sought-after speaker, and a best-selling author of Seven Principles for a More Productive and Fulfilling Life. As a self-proclaimed education junkie who genuinely cares about honing her coaching skills to get her clients bigger and better results, getting an MBA wasn't enough for Kat. She's also certified by the Coaches Training Institute, the Project Management Institute, and the Leadership Circle Profile 360 Assessment. She's also a longtime member of the International Coaching Federation, where she holds her ACC. She lives in Maryland with her two daughters and her adoring husband, who showers her with chocolate and massages, if he knows what's good for him. With that, I'd like to welcome Kat to the show. Hey, Kat. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I would love to hear about you and your husband. You're both entrepreneurs. So how did that happen? (laughs) Have you always been entrepreneurs? We've always been ambitious. I've always known that I needed to do something bigger. And honestly, I'm not afraid to call it what it is. I wanted financial freedom, right? And From very early on, I knew that I wasn't going to get that unless I quickly scaled the ranks in a company or, you know, kind of got it on a startup or something like that. Or if I had to start my own business, I just knew that that was how I was going to have financial freedom. You're just not going to make, you can make a ton of money, but you're not going to make the money I think that you really want to make as an entrepreneur, unless you're an entrepreneur, right? And there's a lot of risk and you mitigate that risk. But I, I knew deep down inside, that's what I wanted to do. And my husband knew that he wanted financial freedom too. Match made in heaven. Right. Match made in financial heaven. <laughs> um, 
And so he's, he was always looking for a way to do something, right? And so his big thing initially had been trying to find franchises or things like that. But, you know, they'd figured everything out. You just have to follow the book. And he's really good about following directions. He's a very direction and process oriented guy which is really beneficial for me. Um, so he kind of went down the avenue of trying to find some franchises. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think so. And he had a background in um, working at like pizza huts and stuff like that. So like increasing operations and all that. So he's really good with that stuff. And it basically came down to, I had started my business already and I was working full time and just kind of doing this on the side, trying to grow my business. And, you know, big piece of advice here. There's no shame in the game for you guys. It is not about flipping a switch and saying, okay, I have a job now. I don't have a job and I have to do this 100%. You can totally transition from one thing to the other and take your time because we all have families and responsibilities, uh, financial responsibilities. So you don't need to you know, go into crazy amounts of debt or quit your job unless that's what you feel you need to light a fire under your ass. So anyway, he basically was in a toxic uh, work environment and had to get out. And I was a seven and a half months pregnant. And basically I was like, of course, if that's what you need to do, then do it. And so he's put in his resignation without really knowing. I mean, he had one opportunity that was kind of shaping itself, but because of like non-competes and stuff, he wouldn't have been able to start for basically three months. So we knew that he wasn't going to have income coming in for three months. So luckily we'd planned and had some savings. And then I went into labor. (laughs) And so we were supposed to have some more income coming in. But he had, you know, already put in his, um, his resignation. And so like the, his last day was four days before I gave birth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Or four days after I gave birth. So I gave birth on the 11th. Um, and then his last day was on the 15th. So it was kind of like that. Oh my God, what are we doing? We should never have two entrepreneurs going into entrepreneurship at the same time kind of situation. But you know, sometimes you just got to throw what the universe gives you and say, you know what, this isn't a challenge, this is an opportunity. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. How did you manage? I mean, we know how dramatic that change can be. Like you have this baby and then they actually let you go home from the hospital and you kind of can't believe they let you do that. And you have to adapt to those new changes. And now you've got this new business. How did you, how do you handle all that? with putting in the right infrastructure and support, right? Um, Especially, I don't know why we think we're supposed to do it ourselves. We're not supposed to. This is not a solo thing. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be lonely, right? This was my second baby. So I already had an amazing nanny. I delegated part of mothering. (laughs) (laughs) What was interesting though, is my nanny, she was really like hesitant to take the newborn. So she, she came as our au pair and ended up, so sorry, this is more detail, but she got naturalized into the U.S. Um, no illegal activities going on here, guys. <laughs> when she came to the U.S. initially, my first baby was seven months old, so she hadn't really dealt with a newborn, and so she did. She was very hesitant to hold her. So for the first three months, I had the baby completely to myself because she was just very hesitant, and I could sense that she was uncomfortable, and that's not what I wanted to put on her. So I had the nanny to help me with my first daughter and the second daughter I, w- I had. And so I knew, since I knew kind of like the process, right, of, you know, kind of wake and sleep cycles and eating and sleeping when baby sleeps and all that, I had done what I needed to do to set my business up to be able to continue to run while I was on maternity leave. And so would I have liked to just, you know, unplugged for six months? Sure, that would have been great. But I wasn't in that lo- stage of my business yet, right? So I had to be realistic about it. So I unplugged for a month, right? And just kind of 
had delegated components of my business out so that it could continue to run with minimal oversight from me, right? Of course I had, you know, stuff that I needed to go do, but I had already put in the pre-work, right? And I'd done it when I was about six or seven months pregnant. So luckily when eight months hits, I gave birth a month early, I had actually been prepared and it wasn't like, oh my God, I wasn't prepared for this because this is my second baby. And John, um, my husband is amazing. He's just the other leg to my stool, right? And we had already figured out with the first one that he does the morning shifts and I do the evening shifts. So we had that kind of system in place, like a fine oiled machine, right? Like we had taken the parts off and put it back together and oiled everything so that we knew what was going to happen. Basically, I look at it as I put effort into being lazy. (laughs) Anytime you can put upfront effort into something to help create systems, to be able to help create ease in your life and your business, I do it, right? Like with anything, give me any topic and I can show you how putting up upfront effort will help you be lazier in the long run. I love that. That might be my my new thought process. Put effort into being lazy. Yeah. I just, you know what? I've lived my life by that model. <laughs> I didn't know it when I was younger, but things like, you know, that you do, like I never wanted to really learn how to read music. So someone would play a tune and I would be like, okay, play one more time. I got it. And I would go and I would play it on the piano. It wasn't because I was you know, a savant in music is because I didn't want to read the music. (laughs) Like I just, it was easier for me to memorize it and play it back than it was for me to have to like, be like, okay, that's C, that's A, that's B sharp. Like it's just, it's been a natural skill for me to figure out how to simplify things. Right. And create a system really quickly of like, all right, here are your next three steps so that then I don't have to fumble later on and have to put all this effort in. So tell us about the action incubator. So Action Incubator is my baby. I love my branding. If you guys have it, even if you're not interested in working with me, like just go to my website to see an amazing website. It's actionincubator.com. It's just the first thing you see is me coming down from the ceiling. I like Mission Impossible style. So that is just worth it in and of itself. So Action Incubator is all about actions that lead to profits. So actions go in so profits can come out. And I like people to take focus and driven action because so many of us, especially as moms and entrepreneurs and all that, parents, like not even just moms of parents, right? We're just ah, everywhere, right? (laughs) So it's just like spastic. And I like to take focused action because focused action is what's going to get you the results in your business and in life, right? Like when you're really clear on what it is you want to achieve and exactly how you're going to go about achieving it, then there's no surprise when you reach your goal. And there's no surprise when you did it because you didn't do the things you said you were going to do. <laughs> I just want to say that you're absolutely right about your branding. Your website is amazing. I don't even remember how it was that I, I stumbled upon it the first time. I think I saw it in a, in a Facebook group or something and had to share it with my husband because it was just so fun and unique. And I, I love things that are unique and different like that. I'm one of, so one of six girls, right? And so uniqueness has definitely been something that I stand by because I had to be different. I didn't want to be like the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> with Action Incubator, you were talking about profits. I know that you specifically differentiate revenue from profits. And I think oh, yeah. it's something that a lot of especially um, like emerging entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, don't necessarily distinguish. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important? Totally. So, you know, a lot of us think of revenues as the ultimate goal and all the gurus out there are talking about hitting the six and seven figure marks. And I basically, principal warning advice, tell them that's so wrong, right? Like it's, it's so wrong because it's not about 
how much money you're creating in your business. It's how much money you're paying yourself. That's the profit side, right? So, so many, I mean, I ask this question all the time and it always hits people in the gut. And I go, so how much revenue are you earning in your business? And they're going like $250,000, $500,000, $1 million. Even ask this to someone and they said $2 million. I said, great. What are you paying yourself? Every time I get this deadpan face and I'm like, it's like a, I can't believe you asked me that question because <laughs> I don't want to admit that it's below six figures and that, yes, I want to be paying myself more than six figures and I'm not doing that. And so many of them, it's like, yeah, I'm earning 150. What do you pay yourself? $26,000. And they hang their head in shame. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like a lot of it has to do with how are you investing, right? Like what are you investing in? How are you creating simplicity in your processes? Are you just spending money? And I did this with one client once where I was like, what are you spending money on? And we looked at what she was spending money on and saved her $56,000 over the course of a year. Right. But she was just spending because she, she was a spender, right. And she wasn't kind of reining that in and saying, is this really going to serve me? Because a lot of us invest with the idea and we consume content, but we don't actually implement it. So I bet I put a big old stop sign and say, stop spending. Right. And I get, you just spent money with me, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm the person that's going to help you get an ROI. Right. I'm the person that's going to help drive you so that you're making more money in your business, not just spending more money because that is what I'm driven by. That's what I'm focused on. That's my intent. And that's the results that I get my clients. Buying another course about how to put a webinar together and you don't do anything with it, you know, that's not going to get you an ROI. That's just an expense. Right. And it's not even an investment because you didn't do shit with it. Right. So that's the big difference between profits and revenues is understanding that. It's not about you generating revenues and paying other people, right? It's about you generating revenues and making sure that your income goals are reflective of the profits that you want to be making in your business. Because people think, oh, I want to make six figures. But is that six figures accounting for the profits you want to be making? And people forget about that a lot because they forget about themselves in life and in business. Even just hearing you talking, I'm nodding over here because I've got that fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a conference. Oh, there's a course. Oh, there's, and you feel like I have to invest in this because I know, you know, this person is great and what they're going to offer is going to be great. And so I should take advantage. Maybe it's not clear for everybody. And even for me, <laughs> there may be other blockers, but how do, how do people know what needs to change? It's so easy. It's the number one. You've got one goal, one strategy, and one measurement, right? One metric to measure that by. So I don't set annual goals, right? I do 90 day planning because it's, it's like you get four years in one year, right? So every 90 days you get to set a new goal and you get to achieve it. So I'd rather achieve four big goals than one that I achieve in the fourth quarter because I put it off the other three quarters, right? So that's one of the things that I work with all my clients is setting their 90 day plan. And then what I do is there's a focus, right? So if your focus is list building, because that's going to create more, you know, buyers potentially in your, in your business. Then if there's a conference that comes up about list building, get it good. It's totally congruent and aligned with what you're trying to achieve. If there's a conference that's all about funnels, that may not actually be congruent with what it is you're trying to achieve right now. And here's the thing, those opportunities come around all the time. But if you're not saying yes to the right opportunities, then the universe, because I'm going to go all woo on you here, is going to keep throwing you a ton of different things for you to take advantage of. Because the universe, the energy you're putting out is chaotic. 
And when you have chaotic energy and you don't really know and you're not focused, you're going to get all this stuff popping up. It's kind of like marketing, right? Like it's just here, buy this, buy this, buy this. That stuff's going to come around again. You're not missing out forever. You're just saying, no, that's not important right now. Right now, I know what my theme is. I know what my one focus is. I know what my goal is. I know how I'm going to get there. And I'm going to see it all the way through so that I actually achieve results versus actioning all over the place and actioning all over other people. It's not cute. It's not a good look. (laughs) No one likes to be actioned on, right? (laughs) We're recording this before the end of the year. So it's, it's December now. Everybody is planning resolutions and planning words of the year and and all of these things. So I like what you said about 90 days. It makes a lot of sense to me. People will set these resolutions at the beginning of the year and they mm-hmm. don't follow through with them anyhow. But a 90 day follow through is much easier. Yeah. It's enough to like feel the pressure, right? And to be like, okay, I can do this. I can do this in 90 days. And it's, you don't say I'm going to earn a million dollars in the next 90 days. Like, I, you know, unless you're earning 10 million in your business, okay, you know, that maybe that goal is actually too low, right? But if there's a a goal that's, it's got to feel uncomfortable because you want to work towards it, but not to be like, okay, I'm going to close two clients in the next 90 days. Now, dude, you can totally step up your game, but to do a hundred clients, if you haven't closed any clients before, I might, you know, (laughs) check you on that, right? A little hip check, right? But 90 days is just, just the right amount of time to make you feel that it's possible, but just the right amount of time to put pressure on you to get into action. And that's why actually the last quarter of the year, is where people earn 60 to 80% of their revenues because they're feeling the push to achieve the goal that they may have set at the beginning of the year, right? And be able to say, okay, now I'm going to get an action. I'm going to start selling this and I'm going to start doing this. And I'm going to do this launch. and I'm going to buy this course and blah, blah, blah. Because everyone's stepping up their game. Well, why do you have to be like everybody else? Don't you want to set yourself up for success? Then do what people who are successful do, which is 90-day planning. I mean, there's so many courses out there. There's so many books. And the secret in my sauce is the whole component of accountability and tough love, right? Like I totally will call you out on your bullshit, but I'm also going to say, all right, I'm, I get, this is frustrating. Now, how do we get from this place of frustration into a place of action? Because that action is going to get you the results you want. Expand on your tough love a little bit. How are you supporting business owners? How do people work with you? I, I do coaching. So I'm a business coach. And I basically, I see the, the blockers, the profit blockers, how you get in your own way. Um, and I help simplify that. And that, you know, especially as moms and entrepreneurs, there's so much chaos that you just need to quiet down the noise <laughs> and turn the five different radios that are playing on at the same time on different stations off and really check in with yourself to see what it is that you're really wanting to achieve, right? Are you trying to achieve your version of your goals or are you trying to achieve what someone else thought that you should achieve? Because a lot of times we start doing things because somebody else gave us that one piece of negative feedback and it's driving our entire life and our entire business. They're not your ideal client, you know? Like, don't live your life and run your business because someone had some snarky comment to make. So who do you have in place to make sure that you're following your path, right? Do you have a path? So many people are like, all right, I'm in California and I want to go to New York. And six months down the road, they're like, how the hell did I end up in Mexico? <laughs> and I know you live in Phoenix, so no offense, but you no, know. you're fine. I don't want to go to Phoenix. I want to go to New York, right? (laughs) So what are you doing to check in? And that's where the 90 plan comes in place because you've got milestones to be like, and when I hit this milestone, I know I'm on on target. So if I didn't do these five things this week that I said I was going to do, hell, if I didn't do this one thing this week that I was going to do, 
I'm not going to achieve my goal because this is on my path to achieve my goal. So you take your all your your 90 day goal and then you break it down so you've got smaller goals. Exactly. And then you hold people accountable. And one of the things that I love doing first is people don't always know what they want to offer when, right? And so one of the biggest things I help work with my clients on and where they get a big ROIs are creating bulletproof offers, right? These are your profitable offers that are going to get you the results that are super sexy that your competition can't touch. They're bulletproof, right? Because they're so damn amazing and they're so irresistible for your clients. And then understanding when you're going to offer those offers, what leads into those offers, what's the follow-up from those offers, right? And how is it that you're going to nurture your people to buy it? This stuff is not complicated. Everything you ever want to learn is out there in the world for you to learn. But who is supporting you and helping you learn and implement, right? Don't buy another course without implementing it. Oh, I just... (laughs) Should I buy another course? No. If you have... You have every intent of implementing, right? When you buy something, right? Yep. But how do you know you're going to implement it, right? Who's holding you accountable? Who's helping you grow your business, right? You don't know the answers or you would have done it your damn self. So make sure you're investing in someone who can help you fast track those results. Can you do it on your own? Absolutely. Will it take you 10 years? Probably. If you want to fast track those results, you go and you hire the people who are experts, who've been there, done it, and can say, uh, yeah, you're about to drive off the cliff. You want to come back over this way a little bit? Mm-hmm. Let me pull that rope, right? Like, oh, oh, help, you're about to fall into the water. Uh, you don't have water wings on. Let me put some water wings on if that's really where you want to go, right? You need that person to help you, focus you, and make sure that you're taking that action. And uh, dude, I've done it too. Like I have my own coaches, several, right? That help me focus in different areas of my business. I'm in marketing, some in mindset, some in just personal stuff that I want to work through, speaking coaches, right? All the stuff that I'm interested in, I'm leveraging other people's brain power and experience. It is really important. I mean, I've I've done it both ways, trying to be a super person and Yeah. Like you said, there's so much out there there and you you want to do it all and you've got that fear of of missing out. You know, I want to be here and I want to be there and I want to offer courses and classes and webinars. And so having somebody to really in and help you focus on those goals. I mean, and if you do this exercise, if you're listening or if you're looking, you can see me drawing it on with my finger. <laughs> you take a circle and you do arrows all over, all over the circle, right? Going all in all the different directions, right? And the circle is your goal, right? What you're trying to achieve. Now take that same circle, put one next to it and draw a single arrow going forward. Those circles, those arrows are all the actions you're taking in your business. Those are all the different goals you're trying to action at the same time. Now, instead of trying to do all that stuff and spreading your energy all over the place, if you take the one goal, the one thing you're trying to achieve and go all the way through, then you're going to achieve it, right? And so I liken it to your goal is the rainbow. And then the actions you're taking are going to get you to the pot of gold at the other side of the rainbow. But if you jump off the rainbow midway through because you saw a different rainbow that maybe could have more gold at the end of it, And then you saw another rainbow and said, I'm going to jump on that one. That one looks like it has more gold on it. You're just going to end up exhausted with no gold. (laughs) So go get you some gold (laughs) and take the strategy and take a nap, right? On your big old gold pile, right? (laughs) But if you're not taking the actions to see something all the way through, now it's not to say you don't course correct, right? Right. But there's enough space on the rainbow, right? It's not a, a balance beam. There's enough space on the rainbow to be able to course correct because you already know your pot of gold is in New York, right? But if you keep jumping off the rainbow and end up in Mexico, right? That's not where your gold is. 
Now you can course correct and say, you know what? Actually, my gold is more aligned to North Carolina, but guess what? You're still in that general direction, but you can't gut check yourself because you get stuck in your ego, right? Because you get in a place of fear, right? Fear of missing out. If I don't do this, everybody's jumping on this bandwagon. I'm not going to get the money. I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get what I want if I don't do this too. It's not about that. It's about making sure that what your actions are doing are congruent with the desired results you want to achieve. That makes a lot of sense. I think to being able to reflect on the feel of failure, that you're not necessarily failing. You don't need to jump ship, like jump off the rainbow. Failing is part of success, man. Like fail forward, fail hard, fail in that direction, but fail. Like it's not how, and I, I was talking about this the other night. It's not how you fail. It's how you get up. So it's not how you fall. Failing and falling are feeling, they feel the same. It's how you get up and keep moving forward. You know, there's that Chumbawamba song. I get yep. knocked down, but I get up again. Thinking about. <laughs> I don't always sing on my podcast, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's doing that. It's it's getting back up and and knowing that failure means you're doing something right, meaning that you're moving in forward direction and you're saying, All right, great, brush yourself off and get back up and go. And you've got some resources that can help. Yes. So I have an amazing, so it's an ebook because I feel like people consume content better in an ebook. They can just quickly read and all that. And it's really sexy. I like my website. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's all about the three shifts. And I have a webinar version of this too, but I'd go ahead and give you the ebook. It's the three shifts you can make in your business to bank six plus figures and profits, not just revenues with a hell of a lot less effort too, right? Because it is also about the amount of effort. Um, I talk about upfront effort, but long-term effort overall, a lot of less effort. Um, so you can get that at actionincubator.com forward slash the number three shifts. Like as in the three shifts you're going to make in your business. And we'll we'll definitely link to that. So if, you know if somebody didn't get a chance to jot it down, we'll link to it in the show notes. Yes. Awesome. I feel like my brain is still trying to process everything. So <laughs> I like to value Bob. <laughs> What's your number one piece of advice for you know the entrepreneur who's listening right now? What's the number one thing you want people to walk away with? You don't have to do everything in your business. I know that, especially for new entrepreneurs, you know what, at any stage of the game, this is true. You do not have to do everything in your business. You get focused on the things you need to do, stay in your brilliance and delegate the rest of that, right? So I know there's like three different pieces of advice, but they kind of link into each other puzzle piece wise. But ultimately, you are not supposed to do everything in your business. Stay in your swim lane, stay in your brilliance, right? That's where you enjoy playing. Do that. Don't have to, don't concede and do stuff that you don't necessarily are, you know, that you aren't great at doing. Have someone else who's great at doing it, do it. Outsource, delegate. Yeah, baby. Tell us, our listeners, where they can find you. I mean, I know you've listed the website in the beginning, but feel free to mention that again. And then I assume you're on social media. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, baby. I'm all over the place. So um, you can find me at actionincubator.com. I'm also in my Facebook group a lot, Driven Action. Um, it's where I like to, I love to engage with people and answer questions and do like those flash coaching things. And I go Facebook Lives and Value Bomb too there, um, which are always highly entertaining and engaging. And basically, if you look for Action Incubator or Cat Stantic and just Google me, I will be in your face um, with that punching headshot. So <laughs> that's awesome. All right. And we'll put all those links in the notes as well. Thank you so much. I Like I said, my, my brain's going to need to process. I'll probably listen to this again and take some notes because I think that was extremely valuable as far as it. thinking differently about your revenue and your income versus profits. So. Absolutely. And you can do it. Like it's, it's absolutely possible. If you can dream it, then it's absolutely possible. So thank you so much. Thank you, Hein. 
You'll find this week's show notes and all the links to connect with Kat at megbrunson.com slash five. In episode number four, we met Lisa Bat-Lacroix, who gave us a sneak peek into her life as an entrepreneur surrounded by an entrepreneurial family. Lisa's parents, husband, and children are all entrepreneurial, and we discussed topics related to homeschooling and tribe building. If you didn't catch it before, you really should go back and check it out. In our next episode, I welcome Stacy Brookman to the podcast. Stacy shares a shocking story of divorce and how her experiences leaving a sociopathic husband propelled her into entrepreneurship. We'll also discuss the importance of giving children responsibilities and allowing them to spread their wings and fail. Stacy has an inspirational story and a unique business that will benefit anybody who has a story to tell. And believe me, we all have them. So subscribe to the podcast today because you won't want to miss that episode. Don't miss my mom's next episode. Subscribe to the Familypreneur podcast and automatically get access to the newest episodes every week. Music